Welcome to the Legends of Master Show, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Wheeler, and I am very excited to introduce our guest today. He is an amazing singer and frontman to one of the most iconic bands of all time and has performed all over the world, entertaining millions of fans. Welcome to the show, the legendary Richard Patrick. Hello, sir. Thank you. It's good to be here. Oh, it, it's amazing. Thank you so much for taking time to do the show. Uh, yeah, I know you're a busy guy, but yeah, the pandemic has got to throw everything through a curveball. Are you uh, just kind of get the elephant out of the room, so to speak. You've been pretty much uh, focusing on like songwriting in the meanwhile, or? Yeah, primarily doing the new filter record, which is officially going to be called They Got Us Right Where They Want Us. Wow, and awesome. so that's your that's your exclusive right there. Amazing. Because um, there was some other rumors that it was going to be called um, America and that it was going to be called They Got Us Right Where They Want Us at each other's throats. Okay. But this is the short and sweet version of the best of both worlds. And um, yeah, I've, we've been doing the filter record and then I've been working on movie scores and um, that's pretty much taken up my, my uh, creativity for the last couple of years and uh, super pumped and going to play some shows this summer. Wow, awesome. And so we're, we're, we're doing good. Awesome. You know, and that's a different perspective too. I mean, not just, obviously we'll get into the live band and everything, but uh, movie scoring is a totally different monster. Yeah. Uh, can you kind of go into your uh, experience, just kind of breaking ground into that area when you start? Well, I mean, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I mean, like when I first saw The Shining oh, yeah. uh, and then I heard uh, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey Um that those scores were just crazy. I mean, cause yeah. usually it was just like some little orchestra, but, um, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Stanley Kubrick, those, yeah. those, those two movies started to like scramble my brains. And then of course, John Williams with, um, oh. star Wars. I didn't so, know that music. I mean, star Wars, I literally was watching it and it literally sounded like a classic gettable thing that i had heard my whole life you know what i mean yeah like yeah. like in the theater when i was a kid but -da -da, da -da 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 -da, you know when right. i heard that i was like oh yeah i get it it's star yeah. wars like like I, it was it was as if i had already heard it a million times it was so oh, interesting it's such a good earworm yeah um so that was always huge. And Trent and I used to talk about it when we were in the nails, you know, yeah. we would be like, yeah, scoring a movie, man, coming up with all those crazy sounds. And, um, and then he kind of paved the way. And, uh, uh, someone asked me if I was interested and I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and, um, so they gave me a chance on dark crime, uh, Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it came out. It was, um, a very, very kind of, it was about sex trafficking and, and it was came out during a time when he was being sued and um, That's right. yeah. it just, it Brett Ratner was under investigation or something like that. And so the movie got shelved because it came out during the zeitgeist of the me too movement. Yeah. And um, so it kind of got shelved a little bit, but uh, it was my first venture, me and this kid named Tobias in-house and um, then from there, I did the movie The Second, starring Ryan Phillippe. Yeah. I also did a movie for my brother called Last Rampage. That's uh, right, yes. And um, 
so I've just fell in love with it immediately. And, and, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I will absolutely do again. I'm working on right now. I'm working on a movie called the chariot starring John Malkovich. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, oh, um, it's, 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 it's awesome. And it's a great place to kind of end up in, in music. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. I love playing. I love going on tour. I love seeing all my fans and everything like that. But at the same time, I also like to stay home and be with yeah. my kids. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? I, I I've, I've been on the road for a long time. And for these past like five years, I've, I've pretty much stayed at home and worked on movie scores and it's, it's helped me to develop, you know, relationships with my kids that, are just you know, unbreakable. Amazing. And that's, you know, like one, like golden light out of this whole deal is, you know, having you know, almost like force, like, okay, I'm grounded at home here and getting more of that family time and quality. But I want to go into that, that uh, you know, part of the moving scoring a little bit when you kind of were interested initially kind of growing up and stuff, because you have a unique style for what, when you're nice nails and filter, of course, and uh, army of anyone and so on and so forth. Like you have this unique tone and mood, you know, to, to your style. Can you go into that and how much did, did that uh, reflect from like just growing up loving movies and that John Williams? Yeah. Well, writing something that's catchy is, um, you know, it sounds awful to say like it's catchy, but to me it's, it's, it's writing something that's memorable, um, memorable. Yeah. is, is, is like the, quest of all musicians like it's the it's it's something that i've always wanted to do you know could you take my picture because i won't remember um that's why i say hey man nice shot um you know can't you trip like i do um all of that stuff including some of the new stuff um like uh you know uh uh, my reason is sound sound is my reason or whatever. I can't remember yeah. it right now. Yeah. Yeah. The new stuff. Yeah. Um, but, um, I've got my reasons and my reasons are sound. Yeah. That, that, that is, yes. That's one of my later, uh, songs that I've done, but I, it's mainly the textures and the different sonic kind of lounge, lounge, um, soundscapes that we've created with like, Hey man, nice shot that move. That song has been in so many movies because it's very cinematic. So for me, it's like, what about that song is, is cinematic and putting that inside, you know, someone's movie. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be able to do. And, and movie scores are like, it's like a, it's like a totally different audience. It's, it's, it's mainly an audience. It's mainly an audience of directors, producers, and music supervisors. It's, 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 um, it's, that's the audience. And, and then eventually if the, if the audience that sees the film gets the whole movie, then you've won. It's not like, right. are they listening yeah. to the music? Cause most of the time they're not, they're just swept up into the acting and everything. But the music is, is also there and it's as a character as well. So um, it's just a whole different vibe and I love it. Love and I spend hours playing these things, Yeah, you know, my keyboards and, and uh, I, I, I get to use this microphone and, you know, I get to do everything I can, you know, to, to convince you that what you're seeing on the screen is real, you know? 
That's uh, that's awesome. So so amazing. Um, sort of your origin story, if you will. I mean, you're originally from uh, Needham, Massachusetts, but grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Totally. Awesome. And there's an interesting aspect of that. So I remember an interview you did like there was a band from the, uh, Cleveland, Ohio that got a record deal, and you're like, what? Like that's like well, it was like unheard of for that area. Yeah. Um, you know when you kind of uh, first got that, you know, involved with with Nine Inch Nails with Trent, and yeah. initially like. What was that thought process? Is it surreal or what was it like for you initially? Well, it was wild because um, Trent and I knew each other when he was in this band called the Exotic Birds. And it was always extremely friendly. He worked at a place called Pie Keyboards and Audio. And um, I went in one day and he had kind of met me at the show that I opened up for him uh, like a, a little while ago. And he's like, hey, uh, He's like, hey, my manager came in here and said, um, your little brother's here. And he's oh. like, and he's like, oh, really? Wow. I don't have a little brother, you know? And he goes, and I, he goes, I think it's you. I think they mean you. And it was like the beginning of our, because he, we and I, him and I looked like we could have been brothers, you know, growing oh, yeah. up. <laughs> okay. yeah. And, and it was really cool. He was just really sweet. And, and I was like, hey, can I um, buy this? digital delay that you know he's like oh yeah that's cool that's on half price or you know that's that's you know and from then on it was it was um just seeing each other around town and uh he took me to uh my first skinny puppy concert oh amazing okay. yeah and he's like and i was just like scared like it was so amazing right. it was such a huge deal for me to break out of because see it went from kind of what they were showing on MTV at the time, which was we were sequestered. Our, our music was on 120 minutes or late at night. And it was the cure you two, you know, echo and the bunny men, you know, skinny puppy ministry. And like, that's our brand of music that we used to listen to and Depeche mode and stuff like that. And then eventually, um, he, he, I started listening to, I, I, I had tried to get a record deal with like, I think it was A&M records and okay. they said, Hey kid, hate to say this to you, but you sound like you too. You sound too much oh. like you too. Oh, no. And okay. I was devastated. And oh, like no. a friend of mine came in with the record, um, land of rape and honey. And it blew my mind. I was like, it's heavy, but it's alternative. It's different, yeah. but it's mean. Yeah. It's yeah. mean, it's, super yeah. mean. And I was like blown away. And so I, I actually was on the phone with Trent and I was like, yeah, I, I just heard from a records that I sound like you too. And, and, and he's like, he's like, well, you got to start listening to other stuff. And I was like, yeah. And so I, a friend of mine, Dave Soleil came over with land rape and honey. And he's like, he goes, Richard, you need to hear this and you need to just live in this. I'll leave you my brand new cassette. I'll leave, I'll leave it with you over the weekend. And by that time I was already in the car, like driving down the street, like having to go buy it on DVD or not DVD on CD. And um, then Trent saw me later on and he had started to get interest from labels and stuff like that. But he was like, it's like, what's going on with you? You look totally different. I'm like, I don't listen to anything other than Skinny Puppy, Ministry, the Revolting Cox, blah, 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 blah. Thousand with DJs. That's it. That's all the wax tracks. That's it. And he was like, 
cool. He's like, well, listen, I got some, I, I'm like, I heard you got a record deal, which was like, yeah, yeah, like, mind blowing. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, he goes, Hey, uh, I saw you in this band collapse. I was in this band collapse and he goes, um, which he was used to be in, but we were in at different times. Gotcha. And he goes, he goes, you look really cool. Do you ever think about going on the road with me, with, with my band Nine Inch Nails? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. He, played me, he played me in the car. He played me down in it. And I was like, okay, it's kind of hip hop. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And then he's like, he played me like, well, you got me working so hard lately, working my hand. And I was yeah. like, okay, that's kind of. That's kind of pop. And then he played me head like a hole. And I was like, Dude. fucking done. 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 I was like, Ab absolutely. I'll do whatever you want. I'll walk on glass. I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll crawl on glass for you. And um, that's how I got into Nine Inch Nails. And it was really just, wow. it, it, he was really like, well, we're going to go on tour for a couple months and see what happens. And, you know, right. you know, like, and I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And I learned, I learned all the guitar parts. He let me write a few guitar parts. Oh, killer. Yeah. And um, the record was primarily already done. Mm -hmm. um, but he let me, I, I begged him like, can I please be on it in some capacity? I don't want to just be like, you know, this guy that goes on tour. Right. <laughs> and so he let me do the sound in between sanctified and something I could never have. And I did oh. a little feedback kind of, kind of, like a score, like score, like it's like a feedback yeah. line in between it, and that's how I got my name on the record. Amazing. And just recently, I actually, I I told him, I said, you know, I got my short boss platinum, I got my crow yeah. platinum, I got my title of record platinum. I never got my pretty hate machine platinum, <laughs> so I think he's actually trying to get some made because none of us wow. got any platinum records from Pretty Hate Machine. Really. Yeah, we never got one. But I think he's I think he's gonna put a style, I think he's gonna make some up or, or you oh, know, yeah. gonna, and that would be something good for like Chris, Frenna and I and Sean Bevan and sure. all the people that worked on that record. For sure. You know, even and well, I mean I basically just toured my balls off for that record. So oh, that was that, that was my function. hundred percent, you know, and, and that was interesting because uh, I'll pop some pictures in, man, back in the day, right? Uh, just, you know, going on tour, it had to be just such an amazing experience, uh, you know, and what's interesting, I think you have a different, uh, interesting perspective too. I'm wearing the same shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good, good styles except never die out, bro. Except yeah. I filled it out a little bit this, yeah. this, this, this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had that interesting, I always loved your mindset on it too. Cause there was like some, I think it had to be like just a, a, a tough decision to, to branch out and go on your yeah. own. Um, I mean, what would, can you walk us through that? What was that like for you to even like, man, let me take this plunge. Like you had this, this pull to, to do that. It was essentially, it was essentially like, if I don't, I, I had written some songs. I've written a song, Hey man, nice shot. Yeah. And a record company said, we're going to sign you immediately. And then another one, we got to sign you immediately. And Warner Brothers, I said, listen, I really want to just take, I want to take some money. I want to buy some equipment and I want to go back to Cleveland and just experiment with my, with my equipment and make some new music awesome. and call it short bus. And they were like, they're like, done. Here's a million dollars. Go, like, go away. Go do, do you yeah. do you. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was like, 
I, I, I probably should have stayed in Nine Inch Nails and done both. But okay. But I, but I actually, I felt like if I don't, if I don't take the plunge and 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 live nice. like live dangerously, I don't know if I'll actually really, really commit to it. And so I, I, um, I just, I just said, I just said, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta split, I gotta do it. And you know, I, I never look back. You know, I, amazing, I'm super yeah, I, happy. It's it's best decision I ever made. Um, yeah. And I, uh, you know, I have filter. I have so yeah. much that that band has given me. I have everything that that band has given me. You know, and uh, I, I've, I've worked with so many different people on it. I've, I've traveled the world. I've, you know, it got me to here. And here is healthy and with kids and making music twenty four hours a day in this place. You know? It's so awesome. Yeah, I mean. The dream. I imagine you know when you guys even coming up as a musician or even first going out on the road with Nine Inch Nails, you're probably not thinking like, "Hey, this is my career right now." I mean, maybe aspirations for it. Well, but when when that chime in for you? There was so like there was this thing of like you know Trent was he had we had just finished Lollapalooza. We we were doing yeah. a few shows with Guns and Roses, which turned out to be disastrous, but yeah. still, but still we made it fun. We we enjoyed it. Yeah. And Trent's and I and I was just like thinking to myself, like, yeah, I make 700 bucks a week. You know, I've probably saved. A thousand dollars from it, you know what I mean? Like I'm going home to live with my parents. You know, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go buy a house and uh, I'm going to go move to New Orleans and, you know, see you later. And it was like, oh, wow. So I'm not really gonna do much you know (laughs) like i and so trent said well listen he and he said it was at dinner in paris he said listen why don't you go write a record yeah and 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 i was like okay and he goes he goes you should have seen your face because part (laughs) of you said yes and part of you said fuck you (laughs) you know and but he was right. right. He he told me to go off and and write a record, and that's what that's what I did. And it's called Short Bus, and it's called Title of Record, and Amalgamate, and Trouble with Angels, yeah, and Crazy Eyes, and uh, you know they're they keep coming. So killer, I yeah. love it. And, and for for you, like with, with Filter specifically, uh, yeah, when Short Bus came out, obviously the the smash hit with the single uh, "He Man Nice Shot." I mean, you heard that and everything. A cable guy. I specifically heard it first in this movie here, yeah. "Tales of the Crypt Demon Knight." Uh, well, here's what killer. the truth. The the cool thing that happened because you know I I had said I don't want to live off Trent Reznor's coattails. I I I right. not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just that I wanted to know that my future was paved by my uh, my hard work my own love hard that. work that. not that i didn't work hard in nine inch nails and i my yeah. back my back surgeon <laughs> will tell you how hard i worked in nine inch nails but um i they released the demon knight soundtrack and i was with hey man i shot was the number 11th song on the sounds on this on right. the soundtrack and a dj in colorado springs was asked, please play something from this by an A&R guy, you know, please play something from this record. And he listened to everything and it got down to like track, track number 10. And then right around two o'clock in the morning, he heard it and he went, he heard, Hey man, I shot. And he went, Holy shit. And he went, put the song on the radio, 
put the song on the radio as people were leaving clubs. People started crazy phone, like, you know, and little by little it went viral. They played it a few more times that week. It it started to go viral. Then a hundred stations played it. Then 300 stations played it. Then, then it was a worldwide phenomenon. And, and that's when I knew because the record company Warner brothers was like, hang on, we're not going to release we're not going to release your record until September. And our manager was like, wait a minute. Hey man, nice shots charting. And so they're like, so they moved some people out of the way. They flew, they made us, they said, stop whatever you're doing, take whatever you have and go mix it with uh, whoever you want. We tried some different people. We ended up with Ben gross, Ben gross um, uh, mixed the shit out of it and it just sounded amazing literally sounded amazing and short bus came out may 8th uh, 1995 wow that's that's such a crazy I, thanks for that story man it's so crazy yeah. you don't hear the, the panel and that, that, yeah. well that's <laughs> what that's what going viral you know felt like for filter like it, and and it, and they literally were they were like oh we're gonna put a sticker that says you are from nine inch nails i'm like no you're not no, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. You're gonna put a sticker that says we made it on our own. like, like Love that. the hit off of Tales Tales of the Crypt. You know, that, that kind of thing. And it wasn't again. It wasn't because I was just like I'm gonna show the world. It was. It was kind of no, like, it was yeah. kind of like I just needed to know for myself that like I could do it. You know, I could make it on my own. Hundred percent. I, I yeah, I absolutely love that. And uh, and man, did it make a, a scene? When did you first? You know, is that when it does that when it first you realize uh, the impact of him and I shot filter taking well, off? So we were sent away to go mix the record in Detroit and yeah. on our way back home to Cleveland, which is an hour away. You know, it's only a yeah. couple hours away on our way back home. I was driving and all of a sudden. And that's that's filter on WMMS, and uh, it's a it's a number five at five. It's it's charting up the turn. That's Rich Cleveland's own Richard Patrick, and and I was like, holy shit! And then my friend Scott Kern and I went mountain biking, and he was like, you don't know, do you? Like it's uh, hey man, the shot's huge. So you wow. don't know. I'm like, yeah, I just got back in town. I, I didn't think. No clue. And they're like, yeah, your record comes out. Like, and our record was supposed to, it, each record takes about three or four months to come out. They're yeah. like, they're like, get your band together. You've got two weeks, get your band together. And like, wow. you're going on tour, like, in a in a month, in a, like a week. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. So we went back to, sh- we, this time I, I, Cleveland, the, the musician gene pool was just a little too small and, I wanted to kind of spread my wings a little bit yeah. again. So I moved to Chicago and yeah. met, met uh, Gino Leonardo, met Steve. Uh, well, not Steve Gillis at, at that point, uh, Matt Walker mm-hmm. and took my friend Frank Cavanaugh. And I was like, okay, let's, 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 let's be filter. Let's put it all together and wow, make filter. Man. And what's that feel like? Cause like I said, it's on your, like you said, on your own steam. And, and this was a, a, a initially like a passion project of yours, so to speak. Yeah. Takes off. What does that feel like? That transition. It was crazy. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. It felt well. You got to remember, a few years earlier, I made it with Nine Inch Nails. Like I yeah. made it with, with Trent, and we we had, and it was that feeling. And then the same feeling came back. You know, there I am staring at my own audience. Yeah. But it yeah. was weird because 
you know, when you're on stage with Nine Inch Nails, everyone's looking at Trent. So I got used to that. Like all eyes right. are usually on Trent. And guitar. You know I mean? and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then for Filter, it was like standing okay. in in the spotlight, you know, with all eyes on me. And I had to like, I had to like g deliver. And I was like, holy shit. Now I, responsibility and everything too, it, right? It was, it was very much a learning experience. Like, holy shit. Like, you know, you, you find out, you, you know, all of a sudden it's not all, um, you know, it's not all cracked up to what it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. holy shit, there's a lot of responsibility. Like, you know, I was, I had my voice was, you know, I, I constantly trying to keep my voice under control. Oh. I couldn't talk. I had to do every interview, you know, like every single interview I had to yeah. do, like, you know, and I, I, there was a whole bunch of responsibility. I'm like, damn, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Just kicking it on the right side of the stage for a while, yeah. you know, like now all of a sudden it's like, fuck i gotta yeah. really i gotta do it but um yeah it was still awesome though that, that's amazing and and on the, another thing i mean you've been around doing this for so long and just crushing it dude uh you you, you oh 100 and and literally like you've seen you live through the experience of like from late 80s early 90s to now like it's different going viral is a different thing now it's all social media and this that, and the yeah. other thing and, Less and less ready. What has that been like transitionally or just changing with the times or what, what does that fall with? Well, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube are amazing. Yeah. Like it's absolutely incredible that like you can be discovered pretty quickly if you have talent. And, uh, you know, I got guys like uh, Little Pump and uh, Smoke and Perp, yes. like literally just discovered off of soundcloud you know and 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 they went viral on their own you know what i mean like yeah i i discovered a, a young person her name is rez uh r-e-z-z -Z, the edm uh artist i literally discovered her on insta i was like wow edm cool okay cool what's what's with the goggles you know and like yeah found this amazing talent and like looked her up on Apple and there she is. And, wow, and like, she had like 20,000 followers and now she has like 400,000, you know, and it's insane. going up every day. So it's, it's similar, but it's crazy. It's yeah. not as curated as it was uh, okay. in the nineties. You know, you could get discovered by record stores. You could get discovered, you know, but primarily it was what's on the radio. It was like right. college radio. There was a few college radio stations. There was there was your normal commercial radio stations. And then there's like, you know, a movie might play a song uh, in if your that, local yeah. theater. And there's three local theaters, you know, and um, and then there's MTV. Right. And so yeah. it was very limited, but I still found like a, a lot of great music that way. Um, but it was curated as, yeah. as you know, people were signing them, they were investing money in them. And now it's like, you can be that girl, Nadia, just playing drums, you know, right. little yeah. girl, Nadia, yeah. uh, you know, you can just be found like, wow, look at that. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's amazing. I think it's an amazing time right now in music. And, you know, I, I find a lot of like my favorite artist is like Scarlord, the kid from oh, yes. he's the, the kid from Midland, uh, England, black, uh, in, insanely talented scream, like 
insane yeah. sounding scream. And a friend of mine recommended, you know, Scarlord well, to me. Thought, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it still happens the same way. Like someone I respect says, "Hey, check out Scarlord," and then like, "Wow, he's, he's insane. He's great." You know, like you know, like, and then other ways. It's like. I found a kid. I'm working with a young man. His name is Zach Monowitz. I found him on Instagram and he's oh, really? currently writing with me on the new filter record. Wow. 23, 23 years old. He's, he was doing Damn. a get good, get good drums sample pack. He was doing a little oh, advertisement yeah. for them. And I said, you and I have to make songs. You and I have to make songs wow, right yeah. now. And this is, this is a kid that's like half my age. Literally he could yeah. be my son. Yeah. And he is just a musical genius, absolute, you know, genius. And Amazing. I'm like, I'm like, come yeah. on, let's write some songs together. And so it, wow. Instagram is Instagram is crazy. I get movie scores off of Instagram. Someone just oh, okay. do you do you do movie scores? Yes, I do. I did oh, yeah. Dark Crimes in the second and I did uh, Last Rampage. Oh, great. You know, like it's bizarre. It's you know so like you, well, where you never would find them otherwise you know. Well, they just reach out to you uh, wow. wh wherever they can. You know that's why it sucks because on Facebook I have, you know, three hundred thousand or like two hundred fifty thousand followers. Yeah, and I can't keep up with them. There's so many yeah. messages coming in, <laughs> but yeah. But fan mail is amazing. You know, like there's people that are like, hey, your music saved me. I was, you know, I was abandoned in a hotel room by my father. And every time I hear take a picture, it reminds me that I'm I'm strong and that, you know, and I I get all amazing. kinds of amazing messages and, and stuff on Facebook. So wow. social media is an amazing thing for for for, you know, music and stuff. You know, and that's another thing that you just touched on there. I, I was going to bring up. Uh, this is another thing I just I just told I just absolutely fucking love about you, dude. Is you 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 had uh, uh, issues with with sobriety, uh, you know, going through. Oh yeah. And man, you just you just own it. You just yeah. own it. You, you, anytime I hear an interview, you just bring it up like it's like yeah, and you just own it. Yeah, and you have you've to. helped. Yeah, and you've just helped so many people. Like you just mm -hmm. mentioned there. Uh, number one, a two part question: What's that feel like when you hear that reciprocate back? Of like, dude, yeah. you, you helped me out, but like, is that like um. It, 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 people that would see this that are struggling with sobriety is that right. an, an important factor just to own that yeah the first you know the first kind of step is to go okay i think i have a problem i you know i because the the funny thing about alcoholics is we're the last ones to know yeah <laughs> yeah like yeah. everybody else knows yeah <laughs> you know you're an alcoholic you yeah, know right. so um but being open about it, I actually saw like an interview of, of Chelsea, Chelsea Grammer on, on, oh, yeah. on uh, Larry King tonight on CNN. And he was just so absolutely owned it. And, and like, yeah, I, I, I like the way it made me feel. And then it started to wreck my life and I quit and it's possible and you can quit too. And like, Wow. Like, yeah. And so when I got sober and I, it, and it was sticking, I was like really, really happy that like it was happening to me. And I was, I was wow. completely willing to share my story because the amount of people that reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube wow. or wherever, um, that are like, wow, I didn't believe I could do it. You said, believe in yourself. 
yeah. And I've been sober a year, you know, like I've been sober for a year and I've been sober for six months or I've been sober for two months. In fact, I have a very, a, a super duper famous friend of mine that just reached out and said, wow. <laughs> I know you're going to say, I told you so. But <laughs> okay. and, he, and he's like, I've been sober for a hundred days. And wow. that's amazing. And this guy I thought was Good. never going to get it. <laughs> oh, no. Never. Like, but, um, Wow. it's it's doable like if you if you have any doubt and i mean i was the kind of alcoholic that would wake up i would wake up at seven and i just want to go back to bed so i would just start drinking wow. like wow. like drinking like like drinking like okay there's a six pack of beer in the fridge okay that'll put me back to sleep and i get to like beer number six at like 11 a.m and I'd like start calling people and like call the record company and like, what's going on with my record? Yeah. And just this polluted, horrible person would call Man. these really talented record executives and yeah. you know, just like just insane shit. And yeah. so when I got sober, I was like, if anyone can do it and, and I somehow am doing it, if, right. if I can do it, then believe me it's possible for you to be able to do it too and like i'm like just believe in yourself yeah and you know and i'm like you know they got meetings all over the world they got meetings in your town they got meetings in your local you know hospitals they got meetings at police stations they got meetings at bars you know wow, there are yeah. me there are meetings everywhere there are meetings literally everywhere you just go find a meeting and get yourself sober so, Amazing, man. I mean, you literally go from like the behind story of uh, to the song "Take a Picture," which phenomenal song. Uh, well, that song was that the the funny part about that song is it was it wasn't really I I really wasn't owning my alcoholism yet. I was I was I was kind of like yeah I don't know what it is you know whatever yeah it's about me taking my clothes off on a plane whatever who cares yeah. ha ha you know I'm I, life hands you lemons you make lemonade but. When I got sober and I looked at the lyrics and I looked at like, could you could you take my picture because I won't remember? That's basically yes. because my move my my life had become the movie Memento. Oh you yeah, ever see yeah. the movie Memento yeah, yeah. where he can't remember anything. So and it was like that. Wow. It was that was alcoholism. I was like, this wow. movie is about fucking alcoholism. Like it's <laughs> like. And so, like, I was like, I can't remember anything I do because I'm constantly wasted. And so, wow. yeah. So, could you take my picture? Because I and hey, Dad, what do you think of your son now? I'm in jail. Yeah. I'm in jail. Wow. You know, hey, Dad, yeah, what do you think dude. about your son? You know, yeah, I'm a. I got a platinum record, but or I got a new car, but like, it wasn't making me feel better. It was. A, wow. it, there was a double entendre with that line, and. Yeah. I, and you know, my dad and I, my dad passed away. I was holding his hand when he passed Sorry. away, wow. Sorry, but, but I, I was right there for my dad and he knew how much I loved him. And Amazing. you know, it, that song brought us together, you know, like really yeah. for real. You know, I mean, that's another thing with, with music, you know, I was going to go in like, you know, what's your songwriting process like? I'm, I'm sure it may depend on the project or whatever, but you know, like it's, it can be very cathartic or very, uh, you know, it's music. Yeah. The music yeah. comes first for me. And then like the lyrics are just like, 
like I could have CNN on and bitch about Trump or something, or <laughs> right. you know, or I could have, or, or I could do, look at an old journal and see what I was thinking about. You know, some yeah. of the songs are retrospective, some of the songs are, but this new record, the they got us right where they want us is way more introspective. It's not as political. Oh, the last two songs that I've released are America and Thoughts yeah. and Prayers, which are very, very political. This one, this yeah. record's kind of got its foot in politics, but it's also very kind of like it, it, trying to understand the human condition. So oh, it has cool. like one foot in politics. They got us right where they want us. And then yeah. the rest is the rest is kind of like the how the how the mind operates and back to the the good old stuff of what we always did, you know, comparing the mind to a filter and right. You know, yeah. Which is the band's name. You yeah, know, 100%. And, uh, and when can we like expect like, uh, like singles and releases for that? Or well, we just got signed to, um, golden robot records. Oh, that's, I did hear. Yes. And, um, uh, I would love to say this year sometime, Nice. Um, but I still want to write a lot more. I, I've, I've really enjoyed the last couple months of writing. The music is heavy. The nice. music is heavy. It's really dark. It's really heavy. Okay. Um, there is some optimism on the record. There's, uh, um, but I've really enjoyed working with this brand new kid that I found. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, yeah. Zach Monowitz. And um, I've also like gone off and written my own songs like a hundred percent me you know yeah. which is yeah. which is kind of fun but that's what like thoughts and prayers in america i wrote primarily the music for all those and then brian leeskang helped me out with the lyrics and gotcha. uh and production on those two songs but this last bunch of songs has been me and this kid zach monowitz and i it's 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 heavy it's it's like awesome. the the thing about like me and aging and stuff like that is like the older I get the 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 more like heavy I want to make things for some reason yes yes like yeah. like the artists I listen to are all in their twenties you know what I mean like they're all pissed <laughs> and you know and I love that and yeah. um so I you know I I I I do like doing stuff like goddamn me and and take a picture and stuff like that and surprise. Yeah. Um, I do like stuff like that and I will write some more stuff like that, probably with Johnny Ratke. Yes. Uh, Johnny Ratke's always in the band. He plays live yes. and he's, he wrote, uh, the record, the sun comes out tonight, which I'm very proud of. And, um, you know, we're going to play a few songs this summer from that record for sure. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, Johnny's right there. Bobby Miller, uh, Elias Mullen is the band's drummer. He's going to be playing drums on all the on the whole record. So, oh, amazing! And he's wow. a gen he's a super genius. So, Elias Mullen, super super looking forward to it. And and that's I mean you got to go. Per you know we all are feeling it, but you got to be going through withdrawals seriously from Absolutely. live performances, bro. I, uh, yeah. you know it's I, I, it's it's definitely time to yeah. come back on stage and play for sure. Uh, yeah. And more people are getting out and everything now. And there's more predictions of that. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and you mentioned touring a little earlier, what is a more of a full tour look like for you? Is that towards the end of the year? Hopefully? I think it's going to be when, when they got us right where they want us comes out. I think I'll probably do six weeks in the States and then maybe some Australian shows. 
Oh, killer. Yeah, yeah. Cuz my I know my I know my Australian label is listening. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're like cuz Australia is really cool and it it's it's it we haven't been in a while and so I think the demand oh, would amazing. be pretty high. And um yeah. yeah digging that. Uh, amazing. And you you've done some other uh, amazing projects too. Uh I was I was really a fan also of Army of Anyone. Yep. Um you know and, and such a, a nice combination of uh Robert and Dean and um and Ray uh, you know killer. So on this record they got us right where they want us. There's a yeah. song called Summer Child. Yeah. That song was written, I wrote it for Army of Anyone, but wow. for some reason the way the way the world works I decided fuck it I'm going to put it on the on this record. And but I got so far uh, as as to have Ray Luzier play drums on the song because I was trying to track down the DeLeo brothers and for some reason it didn't work out. Really? But I was like, I, I was like, you know what, Ray, can you can I have this for the filter record? And he's like, sure can. <laughs> so Ray Luzier is letting he's going to make an appearance on the new filter record. But the wow. song literally sounds like it should have been an army of anyone song. But I don't know. Filter, filter. We get away with that. Like, yeah, like as long as I'm singing, that's the kind of common thread. Like I'll sing, you know, like it'll sound a little bit like the band filter took a vacation in like Southern yeah. rock for a minute, but like, <laughs> or classic rock and, you know, returns. But I, I, I think that, uh, uh, I think everyone will get it, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I can't like have you on a show and not bring this up. Just such an awesome, uh, version oh, yeah. you know, cover of this happy together. And again, mm -hmm. that was in a bunch of films as well. Gatsby, the trailer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Trailer. And then stepfather, uh, you know, it's such a again a, like a nice moody uh, version of that. What, what was your kind of approach going? Me and you yeah, yeah. I think about you day and night. I hell yeah. The 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 you know how Kevin Spacey in um in Seven, remember his character yeah, in Seven? Yeah, yeah. he's kind of like that's what i did with her head you know like he's he's oh. this wormy <laughs> it's like you can get a lot more done by being smaller and creepier you know and yeah you can get a lot of work done like in the creepy world of because the song happy together was kind of like it was it was written from the it was it was originally written from the standpoint of like hey it's the 60s and yeah happy yeah. together you know like but it's, yeah it's in d it's like in like either c minor or d minor and i'm okay, like yeah. it's so it's easily if you just kind of circle around it and get like smaller with it and get a little creepy with it yeah, it can be yeah. this whole other song so i think that's why people gravitated to it and yeah, that was just uh, a film needed uh, a version of it, and I did it, banged it out in a couple hours, and boom. Then then it was used for so many trailers and all kinds oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And um, I definitely had to. Uh, there's this there's this guy you're taking a picture with here. Uh, who's the, who's this guy right here? Oh, that's uh, my bro, <laughs> my beloved brother Robert Patrick. Yeah, he is an actor, and he, him, and a I both came out actor. in 1991 or 90 or whenever with the first Lollapalooza. Two kids from Cleveland, you know, one saying I'm going to be an actor, the other one saying I'm going to be yeah. a musician. 
Both ended up in Rolling Stone. Both ended up in like Spin Magazine. Both ended up in like th- movie theaters. Both yeah. ended up in arenas. You know what I mean? It's like amazing. one ended up in movie theaters. One ended up in arenas uh, on that summer. And we're from the same family and we had dreams. And and that's kind of like one of the main things I want to say to my friends in Cleveland is like, hey, yeah dream you know like to all over the world like dream like we like the odds are uh the odds of both of us making it in our chosen fields are insane yeah they're they're really hard odds but like we did it like he was the term like i was telling Trent, like dude my brother scored a big movie he's like oh really robert he's he's acting and you know i'm like yeah dude he's gonna be the new terminator yeah yeah (laughs) and my and, and trent was like what i'm like yeah robert's like telling me like he's gonna be the and he met with james cameron and james cameron thinks he's gonna be great i'm like holy shit yeah insane yeah and uh i just remember trent thinking wow it'll be cool when we get to la and there there there's robert like being recognized as the new terminator and all these people backstage are like can i get a picture can i get a picture with your brother i'm like yeah sure and like uh, you know, and like here's one guy on stage. Like, well, let me go play my concert first, and then I'll come back. And yeah. you know, but it was cool. That's that's such an amazing story. Just you know, overall uh, mm-hmm. across the board. There, but uh, also more, even more current as well. And uh, that is this. Uh, this is a phenomenal band. Uh, that is Great Days. You just did a song with them, which they're yeah. by the way their first CD. Always been a major Chester fan. Love, right. love this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you get involved in this? Uh, connect the, with that. The band asked me. They said we're not collaborating with very many people, but there's one person that we think should be uh, on this record, and that's you. And, and I came in and I sang this song called "Believe Me," and um, I sang with Chester, and it was, it was like. Um, you know, I sang with them posthumously. Yeah. And uh, I was, it was, it was like singing, you know, with, with a ghost, but to hear his voice, you know, and then for me to come in and, you know, hey, you know, I show up like, hey, now I'm singing. You know, it, it's, it, it was, it was very, very, very special. It was, a, it was an amazing feeling. And I'm, I'm like, okay. I better bring my A game because sure. you know the Chester's kicked butt and like and yeah. I had to sing really high and and the best I could and I am very very grateful. Uh, it was a gift. It was a it was a gift to be able to. It was I I see it as a little closure. You know I'll never yeah. I'll never get over Chester's death, but no. like I, yeah. but to sing with them one one more time was you know because we we shared the same stage on stone temple pilots i would come out there and sing a little bit of uh oh, yes, right, of yes. a piece of pie with yeah. uh with the boys and you know and uh that was like interrupted you know so for me to come out and sing one more time with chester was is is a is a just an absolute gift and I, i'm very grateful that i was allowed to do it they asked Amazing. me to do it I, and all the gray days guys everybody are fantastic musicians and they're sweet people yeah. and we're the the gray days record is 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 just an absolute tribute and um yeah. tip of the hat to one of the world's greatest singers and chester was absolutely 
one of the greatest singers to to walk the planet and and i'm you know i um just want everyone to know that for sure uh, uh, yeah a million percent yeah. a million percent yeah we had all the guys from great days on the show mm -hmm. they're all super awesome uh, sj jones the music producer yeah she's badass herself in her own right musically she's yeah. she's she's giving me a song for the new filter record called um oshi really? that she wrote yeah and and i'm like I, i'm i'm like but i think you should sing it you know and she's like okay i'll sing it so it's going to be filter you know uh featuring sj jones so that's that's amazing yeah. love here super super excited yeah um yeah now just so like a you've been doing this for so long mm -hmm. and there's so many like pitfalls for musicians, you know, yeah. so many barriers and pitfalls. Um, it's amazing. People stay around a decade, let alone more than a decade. Mm -hmm. What, you know, what is, uh, you know, like your not secret, but like, what, it, what, it, what helps you get through like over the humps and, and bumps and all that stuff? Well, you just have to, the, my, you know, I'll tell you what worked for me is, is, you know, I, when I, when I found out that there was something wrong with me, like as far as addiction, mm. like I, I accepted it and I, and I worked on it and I, and I conquered it and beat it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, I also, I, I bring a, a huge amount of gratitude uh, to, to the whole thing is I, I, you never want to get jaded. You never want to be like, why am I okay. up here? Like, why am I singing this? Why am I singing this song? Why, why am I? You never want to be like that when you're on stage or when you're yeah. working on something. Um, just have gratitude and, you know, and enjoy the moment. You know, another huge thing. Yeah. You know, and, and the other thing is like, believe in yourself, you know, just give yourself the yeah. permission to enjoy yourself on with music and, and and um you know you know raise your standards make your standards really right. high you know you're not in competition with like the local band down the street you're in competition with elvis presley you know what i mean you're in competition right. yeah. with the yeah. rolling stones you're you're trying to walk around in their shoes you're trying to you know and uh, i'm trent would you know Trent would say the same thing back in the day, like, but we, we didn't think that nine inch nails was going to take off. And we just yeah. gave ourselves a chance to, we believed in ourselves enough to like, well, got nothing else to do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but like, yeah. you, you have to, you have to have high standards and you have to make sure that you are challenging yourself. You know, don't just take the easy road, right. like challenge yourself and go for the hard, you know, like, like this sounds, this song sounds cool, but it sounds like someone else. Like that was a hard lesson I, I learned, you know, yeah. when I was really young, I was like, I can't sound like anyone else. I got to sound like me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to, yeah. you got to go for something that's original and um, like, you know, uh, so it's your fight, you know? Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's your fight. You got to work hot. You know, I always do yeah. this imitation of uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah. He's always like, yo, it's Chris for walking. It's your fight. I don't know. You got to work hard. Uh, you know, that's that's, awesome. that's, he was giving advice to like 
actors on the actor on the uh, you know the, that that show you know inside the actor studio. Yeah, it's yours. You got to work hard. I, I don't know, but you know, like it, it's That's true. A pretty damn good impression too. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm. There are there are mimics. Usually, lead singers are mimics. Like we can do. Like we can mimic each other. I heard that from Bono. Like Bono, his manager, uh, Paul yeah. McGinnis. Paul McGinnis told me he's like usually, usually singers are good mimics for some reason. I'm like, ah, cool. And then I did an imitation of Bono. <laughs> yeah. No, like, but well, there, yeah. <laughs> but just believe in yourself and yeah. and and give yourself a chance and 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 come up with a game plan. Come up with a like a right. like you know back in the day, you know. Trent told me like I'm getting a record deal. Like we're gonna get a record deal. Like I'm like I know one in ten thousand bands doesn't will never see the light of day because they'll never get a record deal. And he's like we're gonna get one. It turned out to be one of the worst record contracts in 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 history. Oh, but man. but it was a record deal and it broke him. It still broke yeah. him and yeah. you know and he went on to sign several other great record deals. So. He's not, he's not in yeah. any pain whatsoever, but, uh, from him to, to, to me, to like, you know, like, I mean, just raise your standards, make sure that you're doing music. That's really great and believe in yourself and go for it and trust your own instincts, you know? Awesome. And, and kind of in closing here, could you take us for you in your shoes, put the audience in your shoes? Cause the audience, obviously it's very reciprocal. There's this energy back and forth live. But can you give us your shoes, walking, you know, getting ready to go on stage, revving up, going out on stage, perform for the show. Man, what is what is that? Uh, what, do you, what is that like for you? What are you thinking? What is that experience like? The first thing I do when I get ready for a show is I warm up my voice and I and I I I give myself exercises that are really strange sounding, but they work for me. Um, I worked with a vocal coach, Eric Vitro, who's amazing. But the other like 30 minutes i just crank music i crank music by nirvana or the rolling stones yeah, yeah. or john williams or the vangelis or uh you know pantera or nice. or ministry or or res or dead mouse or um and i just i i listen to music that pumps me up and gets me ready and then when I walk to the stage, I just, I just, I listen to the in-ears. I hear, can hear them checking out all the different mics on stage. And I just, I just rev up and I just go bring the best you got, like be the best you can in this, in this moment and enjoy it. You know, and I yeah. tell myself, try to enjoy this, you know, and enjoy yourself. And um, yeah, and that's primarily what I do. Amazing. Do so a little stretching and, you know, I'm good to go these days. You know, I, yeah. I do some stretching and uh, get crank my in-ears up and away I go. And, and blast away, man. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this up for everybody. Uh, you can follow uh, Richard Patrick on social media. You also got on DB page. Check out uh, movies and stuff he's been in as well with his music. And Filter, definitely go check out Filter. Uh, here's the website. Uh, definitely go find Filter on every platform, actually. It's on there. And, man, thank you, Richard, so much for taking time to be on the show. Man, a big fan of yours. And, I appreciate man, you, it. 
you did not disappoint. Amazing stories. And I'm super excited for the future album release and cool. tours. Yeah, well, absolutely. Thanks for having me. And um, I can't wait to see you on tour as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you all enjoyed the show. For more great interviews and content, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Legends and Master Show. Also, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Be sure to go to our website, www.legendsandmastershow.com, and join our email list for all upcoming shows, events, and articles. See you on the next one.